Hi guys, today we're here with um, Paul Freery from shoeguide.rum. Uh, he has a, a YouTube account, obviously called shoeguide.rum, where he sort of covers everything related to running shoes. And he also has the Instagram handle at the running shoe guru. How are you doing, Paul? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, yeah, so um, thanks for um, kind of getting together on this video, Alfie. Um, you wanted to talk about some super shoes today. So I've got a whole load of shoes here. Um, where do you want to start? Well, I think to get it out of the way, obviously, first and foremost, probably have to start with the most popular one, which is obviously any shoe what Nike comes out with. So I guess we should start, start from there, really. That's all right with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so recent one, um, the Tempo, the Air Zoom Tempo Next Percent. Um, so this was, uh, uh, many people said it was a, a, a takedown of the Tempo, the training version. Um, I think the biggest misconceptions really arose from the fact that people thought it was purely a training shoe. Personally, the clue is in the name. It's a, a tempo shoe, and it's in my eyes, it's it's purely designed for tempo running. So you're only going to wear it maybe once or twice a week, um, de depending on your event. Um, it is a little bit heavier than the uh, the, the Alpha Fly. Um, it has got a nylon or a carbon infused plate in there, um, but. In it, if anything, it feels a little bit stiffer, really, than Alpha Fly and Next Percent. Um, and with the Air, uh, the Zoom AirPods in there as well, um, it, I think it really does help if you roll through from heel to toe in this shoe. Yeah. Because a lot of people um, weren't weren't keen on it after their initial runs um, and were posting and sharing on uh, YouTube. And what you'd notice is that they were they were very much mid to four foot running. And I guess if you've got a camera in your hand and you're more concentrating on doing your, your Instagram photos and what have you, you're kind of trotting along and tiptoeing along a bit on your four foot. Whereas if you're going out doing a tempo run, um, you, you, you will be rolling through a little bit. And I found that at that pace, um, both on the road and on some treadmill sessions that I did, it rolled through very smoothly. It's got a combination of the uh, the React form in the heel and the Zoom X. So this section here, just the bottom half of the the, the rear foot, if you like, is the uh, Nike React form. Yeah, that's quite dense and quite firm. And I think that actually works well in that it doesn't bottom out too much, um, and it keeps the shoe quite stable. It's very stable anyway because the uh, the, the nylon plate runs the full width of it, particularly midfoot. So it does keep it stable, um, but when you roll through, and again, and you and you're going at quite a, you know clipping along a little bit, it does feel smooth and it does flick off a little bit. Now, some of the the uh, the roll off onto the toe comes from the plate, which it follows the coloured line if you like all the way through, um, and then you've got a little bit of uh, I hate using the word spring, but you've got the AirPods in there as well. What you've got though, the Zoom X. In this section, in the front of the AirPods, is if you can see, really, really soft. So, I think what happens is you get to this point, and as you roll onto there, that squash is really quick. 
I mean, I'm squashing it with my finger and thumb there and it goes to nothing, you know, almost. Um, so you get to there and you flick off because the shoe actually squashes and gets a real toe off, you know? So it gives an exaggerated feeling of toe off. Um, so it's not something you want to be running in every day for everyday mileage. It's not for slow, easy runs. Um, it is for, well, for me, tempo pace would be, say, what I would call maybe half marathon pace. Yep. Um, I, I kind of I race all distances from 5K up to marathon. But I would say tempo is something that you're going to sustain for um, six miles to 10 miles, something like that. So half marathon pace, it's not flat out, it's not racing, but it's not it's not hanging about either. But at that pace, works very well. Um, yeah, so I kind of like it, but it's a, again, it's a specific shoe. So we're now getting into the realms of shoes that we'll do. You know, you could be running in a different shoe every single day. You know, if you had the if you had the thousands of pounds that it's going to cost for this little lineup, you know. Um, so yeah, nice shoe, very specific, I think. Um, and if you wear it for what it's designed for, as the name says, then you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, I, th I think obviously the fact that it's banned from racing as well, not that you would want to race it over any other shoe in that price range because they're obviously a bit lighter and more tuned to racing. It does really limit sort of the things you can do with it. But I guess for the things you can do with it, it's probably the best on the market for that sort of tempo kind of shoe, would you say? Well, or say, Saying that, well, why do you say it's banned? The stack height isn't, I think it's officially 38 millimetres. Oh, is it? Okay. It Never mind then. Banned. But then I... again, so none of these shoes are, are banned. None of them are over 40 mil. Okay. You know? Now, it's a, it's a funny one because um, when you look at the Alpha Fly, I think <laughs> these are mine. These are, well, it's a real contentious, complicated issue. But... World Athletics, the ruling is they measure the stack height, so the thickness of the shoe from the outsole to the top of the insole. Okay, I don't know how how much they compress that because obviously there's a little bit of give and it, it, it's you know soft and squidgy. Yep. Um, but from the overall length of the shoe, they, I think they measure it 12% of the overall length in, and it's in the centre, so it's there. And if you look at something like the Alpha Fly, it's kind of uh, you can see how it's concave. So that yeah. chops a couple of minutes off it as well. Now, your foot does sit into it, but I would say my foot is sat about three millimetres down from where I've got my thumb inside there. And I measured this, and the overall height of mine, in the, this is a UK 10, is about 53 millimetres. <laughs> now, the World Athletics uh, ruling is um, under 40 mil. But of course, that ruling is based on a US size eight, I believe, yep. um, which would be a UK seven, so quite a small shoe. So the proportions of the shoe um, will increase, um, you know, proportionately. There's also another thing on on that: um, what shoes are banned and, and what aren't banned. If you look to the initial World Athletics ruling. It states that um, the these rules apply to um, elite competition. Yeah. Now, that's quite an arbitrary statement as to what is elite and, and what isn't. Um, I'm pretty sure you know a, 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 an open meeting in Manchester on a Tuesday night 
isn't necessarily an elite competition, regardless of how quick you're running by comparison to something like the Golden League or the, uh, the Diamond League in, in Oslo, you know, a vast difference. So what is elite competition? When the rules were updated that essentially banned um, the new carbon plated shoes for use on the track yep. um, and introduced a 25 millimeter limit, which would effectively chuck out your, your 40 mil alpha fly um, from the track. The wording in the World Athletics statement says, um, these are the rules for international competition. So I'm guessing that is, you know, your Diamond Leagues, your Commonwealth, European, um, Olympic, World Championships, World Record Purposes, National Record Purposes, that kind of thing. Yep. So nothing to say that I cannot wear these in the Masters um, 5K, you know, in Manchester or whatever. So, and if, you know, I, I was talking about this with a lot of people and a friend of mine, we decided that if I went to, if I went to a 3K open meeting race with you right now, and I turned up with these, you're not going to be wearing these because you run, yep. and anybody that's quick enough is wearing spikes. So no matter how much advantage they're going to give a 50 year old blow, they're not going to, you know, if I'm fast enough, I'd be wearing spikes every day of yep. the week. Yeah. So it's international competition. That's what the World <laughs> Athletics rule is for. Yeah. I think as well on on the track. Nothing to worry about, to be honest. On the track, you've obviously got one of those spikes, which is the dragonfly, which doesn't have a carbon fiber plate in, and it's really quite a. I think it's like a eighteen to twenty mil stack with the Zoom yeah. X foam, no no yeah. carbon fiber plate, and it seems on the track that that spike seemed a lot better for me than the Vaporfly, so I would say that that yeah. sort of made the rule sort of redundant in the sense that the spikes are actually probably better than the flats now but I'm guessing it's for future reference of any shoe that comes out can't have a certain stack height. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it, it is particularly for, for spikes because, when, you know, I don't think, this, when was the last time you saw um, people, I'm sure people will type in the comments once they watch it, um, but there's not been that many instances in uh, Diamond League when people have been running even a 10K in in racing flats or, you know, alpha flights, next percent, whatever. I know yeah. the guy got his... European one-hour record um, shot out, didn't he, um, a few weeks ago. And that was just as the new ruling came in. But that's record purposes and, you know, it is what it is. So for the vast majority of viewers, put your, you know, if you want to wear the spikes, if you want to wear the shoes, great. But I would hope most of you will be wearing spikes if you're a regular track runner. Yeah. And, it, and if you're not an elite road runner, feel free to wear any shoe at all. What's got a stack height of upwards of 80 millimeters if you really want to. It's obviously within the rolling, <laughs> yeah. it's not banned. So if you're yeah. doing a park run, just stick some springs on and you'll be, you'll be fine. Good to go. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think um, it'll, it'll, it'll wipe out a whole industry. Um, Hawker will pretty much have the whole line um, will be gone, won't it? I mean, I, in fact, I don't, I, I don't know if they have many shoes over 40 millimeters, to be honest, but um They'd be, they'd be, the officials would be busy measuring a lot of hawkers at um, some of these ultra races. Yeah, I was going to say, imagine imagine on like a busy park run as well, like 500 people lined up, all in like 
like shoes, what like next percent or like hokers or any shoe, any super shoe. And everyone's just there, just like measuring them like millimeter, like 500 people through to a park. Yeah, I think everybody got carried away with these rulings. Um, and it's actually the first line in the rules for international competition. These rules apply. Stevie Lawson. Yeah. So the vast majority of people only needed to read point one. So, and it's there, if, but it's there on World Athletics website. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's easy to find if anyone is interested on reading that subject on the World Athletics website. Um, yeah. so yeah just make sure you do your research for yourself to find if the shoes shoes are suitable for your race whether that's on track or road um if it's all right with you paul i'd quite like to move on to um a new balance shoe if that's okay because it's probably the one that's been receiving the most hype at the minute uh, which is you are probably going to be able to name it better than me is it a fuel rc racer fuel cell fuel cell, uh, fuel cell. Um, RC Elite. Okay. So the, the, the TC um, a few months ago, which was the, the TC being trainer competition, and this is the RC racer competition and the Elite version as well. Um, very similar to that model. Um, I think it's about um, 50 grams on, or maybe a little bit more lighter. Um, it does feel, it's not, it's not the lighter shoe in the world, but it, I mean, it is, it is a light shoe, you know, there are others about. But what you've got is um, a, a, a deep stack of the fresh foam cushioning. Um, the upper compared to the TC is pretty much a single layer mesh, very thin, um, very breathable. Um, yeah. You don't really have issues, really, do you? Have you ever had issues when your feet, you come back from a run and you said, well, my, my shoes weren't been too breathable today? Um, but people like to talk about that. So we've got a very uh, light, open mesh, breathable upper. Um, one piece, seamless as well, really nice. Um, New Balance, a lot of their shoes this year, put this nice little um, kind of outward curve on the heel tab, so no irritation on the Achilles. That's a nice touch, fits really nice heel collar around there as well. Very thin, um, single layer, you can't make it out there because it's uh, black on black, but um, single layer tongue, very lightly padded down the center where you fasten the laces. Um, yeah, you've got the carbon plate in there. Very soft, this uh, fresh form. Um, and we have got this, um, you've, we've seen this on loads of shoes from different brands. I think the, the, the most familiar one is unlike a lot of ASICs racing shoes, in particular the ASICs DS racer for many years used something similar. It's a very thin um, kind of sheet with these little black um, sole pieces, studs um, kind of printed on there. Um, you've got a couple of mil of traction on there as well. I really like this kind of sole myself, particularly on racing shoes. Liked it, always kept a pair of DS uh, trainers for races, particularly when it was a bit wet, lots of lots of traction, and particularly on, on road races when um, in winter, when the, the road can be a, a little bit slippy and there's moss yeah. and things on the footpath. Great traction there. Um, doesn't add anything weight-wise. Looks like there's a lot of soul going on. You could probably get away with less if, if you, you, you knew, you know, at, um, if you're having shoes custom made or something for the, the real fast marathon boys. But um, yeah, it's not going to add anything detrimental. What I do like is plenty of rubber on the heel as well. Nike, I mean, look at that patch there. That's just totally worn away. Why did they mm -hmm. stop that piece? Why did they not make it there? 
I mean, did, did they know that that's where I was going to wear it away? It's almost like it's like a chunk out of my shoes there on it's, that it's, one. It's almost um, as if they want people to buy their shoes within a short period of time. Um, yeah. It's almost as if they want people um, to rely on them and then buy them is, again. It's like that, yeah. So no issues with that. Um, very narrow kind of footprint on this one. Um, so be aware of that. I think you do really need to be quite neutral. It is a racing shoe, so you're going to be landing more mid to forefoot, but you get a nice roll through as well. Very soft, real soft, uh, but the carbon kind of then, um, the reverse of that gives it that, you know, springy toe off, you know. Um, very easy, very easy to run quick in, to be honest. You just... It, some of these shoes you put them on and they're just like you're kind of grinning as soon as you get into your stride because you're just like <laughs> they're just making you one of them fast as well and that's part of it you know if the shoe fits well and feels light and feels fast you kind of get excited about it you're going to put in a good performance yeah. so um yeah that um, that was a really really nice one only worn it a couple of times um once on the board it was nice and dry i mean these shoes as well the you don't want to get them dirty, do <laughs> So they, they look so fresh. Um, so I always wear them on the treadmill first time out just to get a feel for them as well. Um, but yeah, that's been really nice. And a lot of the guys will be wearing that, a lot of the Brits um, yeah. are wearing that London this week in the, uh, in the marathon. Yeah, we, we spoke to Charlie Hulson recently. Uh, he's racing them. He says um, that obviously he did his last race in the Vaporflies and he honestly thinks that they're a better shoe than the Vaporfly. I'm not sure, obviously, New Balance, obviously, athlete is biased, but he says, biased aside, he probably would choose them over the Vaporfly any day of the week. Yeah, what, what is interesting on this one, can you see, um, you can see here, can you see on the lateral side, so the outside edge of the shoe, it's kind of flared out a little bit. Yeah. Now, if you're a faster runner and you are mid to forefoot, you will, your, your foot will always strike on the lateral side of the heel, midfoot or forefoot. So you're always going to come down on the outside edge. So for the real fast guys, that foot, that kind of flare does accommodate that impact much more naturally and rolls your foot in very smoothly. Whereas that's something that's not going to happen. If you look at Alpha Fly, you're kind of landing on a, a sharp edge almost. So you get, you'll get a real flick in. So with the Alpha Fly, you'd have to be rolling through from the heel. If you are midfoot, uh, to four foot, the uh, the New Balance is going to accommodate that because it's going to catch you here, and it's going to roll you in smoothly. So it will feel a little bit different. So it seems like almost like a a more comfortable ride, and also seems like it seems less bulky than the obviously the Nikes. So I'm I'm interested to see how it compare over a five and ten k. Yeah, um, it was interesting. Well, you did you did a five k yesterday. No, when I did a five, I ran a five k and a ten k in the last month. And what has been interesting is that um, the most popular shoe um, at those two races was probably the Neck Percent and yep. not the Alpha Fly. Now you, you 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 could pretty much bet that most of the people that bought Next Percent did buy Alpha Fly as well, but. Um, when you have the two, it is the Alpha Fly that feels lighter. Um, it is lighter, but it feels almost faster. So unless you are doing a marathon, um, 
then I don't think you're going to go for the alpha fly. Certainly 5K, 10K, which people are running more regularly, they seem to be sticking um, with, with the, uh, the regular next percent. I think it's just a bit, a little bit closer to the grind. I think people find, you know, the AirPods and what have you, a little bit more bulk, particularly in the forefoot. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you, I mean, we I, saw, uh, sorry, go on. Well, I, I, I did a, I've only won them a couple of times because I got these, gosh, probably April time. Yeah. Uh, when, when they were launched, kind of pre-London, um, when we did think there might be a possibility of that happening. Running them a, five, a 5K just in training. And they felt that little bit kind of bulky. And then I did a 10-mile kind of tempo run in them. Um, and it was only then soon as when I was going further that they became they felt more at home you know they felt more accommodating so yeah I, I, I don't think I would be wearing uh, alpha flies for like 5k anytime soon to be honest yeah yeah that's fair enough the vaporfly does seem quicker and also the other super shoes what sort of in the market um what shoe would you like to go on to next Cause I know you've got the collection right next to you well, let's. I mean, so another one, not strictly carbon fiber, the on cloud boom. Um, now, all of the on shoes have the speed board. You see it in there. You can see it um, between the green and the white form in there as well. So, this is a carbon fiber infused plate. This is very much, now this would be a good 5K shoe, particularly if you're more aggressive mid to four foot striker. Um, because it's really light. Um, it now has uh, Bond's helium form um, clouds in it. So it has a nice soft feel. It's a little bit more accommodating. Um, yeah. A very snappy feel. You know, if you are on your forefoot, um, then yeah, I think that's a really nice option. The upper, almost nothing there. Super light, single layer mesh again. Um, you can almost see through it there, very, very, very thin, um, nothing to it. But I think it's kind of been overlooked a bit, really, um, because it's not strictly carbon fibre. But um, yeah, so five and 10K, very good option, real, real snappy feel to it. Um, almost kind of too fast for me nowadays, to be honest. Run a few sessions on the treadmill again. Um, and You're more than welcome to send them me. If if, if if you feel like I'd get a better use out of them, yeah, we'll chat. Um, so yeah, um, real nice shoes. Something you know, consider it, guys. Five five and ten k. If that's where you're at, then um, you know, a, a, a very good option. Um, about to check on the stack height, but if you were international and worried about the stack height, it might just sneak in under there as well. It is more of an old. Um, I keep calling them old school, but, a, you know, a low profile shoe. So it's not a bulky shoe. So if you like a minimalist feel, but you want that uh, plated uh, response, very good option. Very good option. Um, what else should we talk about? Um, Brooks. Brooks, I, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this because obviously we speak to the athlete special and he seems to enjoy it quite a lot. And also... We were speaking to someone else, I can't remember exactly who, who also said they really enjoy that shoe. So I'd love to see what your opinion on it is. So I went, I went to the, uh, the launch in Amsterdam earlier this year uh, for the Hyperion Elite 1, or just yep. the Hyperion Elite as it was then, and the Tempo version as well. So the Tempo had the, uh, 
the DNA flash midsole, which is a nitrogen infused material. And the Elite One had another midsole material, not this one. Now, it was very firm. Um, and at that event, folks were saying it's good for 50 to 100 miles. Now, it was way better than 100 miles. I mean, I ran way more than 100 miles in that shoe um, with very little signs of wear. Um, so there was no issue at all with that, but it felt really quite firm. So essentially, it felt firm like a pre super shoe era kind of feel to the midsole yep. materials you know it was a very firm shoe it had a carbon plating so it felt old school racer with a carbon plate so really quite aggressive and kind of hard um, nothing wrong with that um, but people had, had kind of gotten used to softer feeling shoes particularly in the racing shoe um, market and, and, it, and it's strange that racing shoes seem to have taken over the the whole market everybody's just talking about lightweight racers and the thing is bands certainly in the uk they're, they're selling out you know a couple of hundred pairs allocated for the uk they sell it really quick and the bands focus on them and no real focus on any new trainers that have been coming out in the last year or so so all the focus and the talk was around racing shoes um very limited availability of them um, and then when the elite one came everybody thought it was a little bit firm you've also got to remember when when we go to um when i get invited along um to a lot of shoe launches a lot, lot of people there are um what we call influencers now and they're not necessarily the people who really would ever wear an elite level competition shoe. So it's, you know, I mean, I mean, speed, I guess one man's fast is another man's uh, easy run. Yep. But, you know, um, would, would a lot of these people ever dream of buying a 200 pound carbon plated racing shoe for the, you know, the, the normal day to day running? Possibly not. So they, I don't know, do they, do they really kind of appreciate, shall we say, the finer details of uh, such a, a, a well-crafted shoe? So let's, you know, fast forward on a little bit and we've got the Hyperion Elite 2. Um, and now this has got a little bit more stack height. Um, it's got the carbon fiber plate, but it's got the DNA flash nitrogen infused midsole. So a yep. lot softer. Um, and yeah, just really nice. Um, lot, uh, I mean, it doesn't look like there's a lot of outsole on there, but it is hard wearing. And the uh, the midsole material is, itself as well, I mean, you can't see, but there's, there's no wear, no signs of wear, no scuffing. They have got this in the right places, the extra bit of outsole material. So it's going to be a durable shoe as well. Um, lightweight upper. Um, kind of like a track spike fit to the upper, really yeah. nice. If you've come from a track background or you were track as well, you'll really appreciate that, that nice lockdown feel. Nitrogen infused, has a kind of naturally bouncy kind of ride to it. Carbon fiber plate in this one has a kind of um, a central spine running through it. 
so it's a little bit thicker it's almost like imagine it's two layers of carbon fiber um the one that runs the full width um is the single bit and then it's a little bit th uh, thicker i think it's one or two millimeters thicker down the central section and that gives it some lateral stability as well the shoe is broader across the mid foot here so that does keep it stable and what book said is they wanted a shoe that was more stable um particularly for marathons when you kind of start to drop off 20 miles in the form starts to go so it's kind of keeping hold of the foot but still giving it that that feel um yeah. it's still kind of propelling you or handling the, the forces in the way that it's meant to um very thin kind of single layer um this suede like around here I know some people were uh, moaning about this. I found it a really nice fit. Just wear socks that come up past the shoe. You're not going to have any issues. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, very nice. And when I ran in this one, it was probably, um, when it came out, it was probably the nearest, I think, compared to the Nikes in terms of the overall feel of the, the kind of the pop of the carbon and the softness of the cushioning. New Balance much softer, um, this one very close um, to the Nike. And then that brings us on to um, the um, Endorphin Pro, the Sikoni. Um Because I think this one does feel very close um, to the Nike. Um, it's the, um, the power run midsole material. It is, um, let's address the elephant in the room, it is a kind of a, um, a, a midsole material that does resemble Boost very much. Yep. Um, so version of that. Um, it is more stable um, than most of the Boost shoes that I've ever tried. And of course, you've got the carbon in there as well. So. Um, only running these once so far, so I can't really say um, definitively, but um, really nice, <laughs> really nice. Um, a little bit slimmer here, so can you see, let me just get that angle there. So the green section at the bottom is wider, and then the, car the, the black line, which I guess shows you where the carbon runs, dips through um, into the forefoot. Yep. So it kind of narrows in a little bit. So again, no issue when you're uh, shifting along, but um, the foot, it's a, it's a very slim fit. Um, yeah. New Balance is, I mean, when you look at the New Balance, also really narrow, even slimmer, yeah. in fact. Well, yeah, so com comparing this to the speed, if you can see that is quite a much wider fit around here. And it obviously has this yeah. as well. This little heel support thing, if you want to call it that, um, yeah, which seems to just add this. weight. Really, it doesn't seem like it does anything other than just add weight. So, yeah. I'm intrigued. Does the pro feel back heavy? Because this shoe really feels heel heavy. No, feels very well balanced. Very yeah. well balanced. Yeah, because that's something I noticed with the pro. It just uh, with the speed, it seems like all of the weight is here, and it almost feels as if. The drop yeah, it's is a little too bit much. Denser. The midsole material in that one is a little bit denser, isn't it? So because yeah. of the, I think the stack height might be a little bit more in that. Is it eight mil in that one in the in the speed? I'm not sure. Um, 
I couldn't tell you. It is quite a high, a high stack, yeah, to be yeah. fair. Well, uh, though the drop might be a little bit more in that, I'm not sure. But um, that may be what you feel in there. I've, I've not tried that one. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of um, exciting, exciting shoes about at the moment. Um, if you can get a pair, um, you know, they all, they all seem to sell out very quickly. But surely everybody that wants a pair has got a pair now. So when they all come back in, another Sukonis are going to be back in stock um, and on sale in the UK in the next couple of weeks. So that's good news for that one. And yeah, everybody that got a pair first time round is raving about it. Like I say, I need to need to do a few more runs. Um, I only got them last week, uh, like along with a New Balance, like two days before I was going to do the 10K. So was, I really wanted to race in either of those but i didn't get a chance to do any any even any yeah. strides or short session in them so that i could uh, race in them um so obviously we've touched on all the shoes now and probably the hardest thing to do from a perspective because obviously everything is personal perspective if we had to put these into three different categories where we've got a training shoe obviously i know that most of them bar one aren't designed for training with say a training shoe for sort of your fast workouts, tempo workouts, a five to 10 K shoe, and also a half marathon to marathon shoe. Would you wow. be able to rank them in order? Right. So what am I going to, what am I going to think? I mean, so for marathon, um, I think personally, I would probably go, um, the Nike next, uh, next percent or alpha fly. Um, I think I'd probably want to lean towards Alpha Fly, um, and if I was aiming for marathon specifically, doing a lot of longer runs, could get a few of the longer runs in in that shoe. So I think if you got plenty of miles in it, you'd get settled down into that shoe. So yep. that would be that. Um, half marathon, I think. Gosh, what am I going to go with here? Start well, starting at the other end, five um, k. I'd go Cloud Boom. Because just I think for f pure speed, faster, aggressive kind of running, then it's light, minimalist. You f you feel like you're powering through the through the ground kind of thing. You know, the, 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 you've got a good push off. Um, and I think if you're that kind of runner, then you would go for that one at five k. Um, we've got the tempo. You're doing your tempo running that. So you know where you are with that. Um, simple as not a racer, not for easy running tempo runs. Um, so we've got 10K and half marathon. The, you know what? They're very close. I think, um, where am I going to put them? You know what? I think it, it depends on fitness as well and the speed at which you're running, you yep. know? But I'm going to do this as if it was I was running at my best, right? So we've got rewind 20 years. So I'm running like 29 and a half, 10K. What am I going to wear? I think if that was the case, I'd go to the books. Yeah, if I'm running yep. at that kind of speed. I think then if I'm going, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Really close, these two. Really close for half marathon. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd look at the course. Really. Wet day, um, wet day and slippier on the on the road. I'd probably go with that because I've just liked that out. So yeah, um, probably go Sukoni. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, maybe flatter colours, I might go New Balance as well if it was flatter and hillier on that one, purely because New Balance is very, very soft. So if, I was, if there was a lot of hills and you're coming down, personally, I would find it a little bit unstable. Um, whereas I think there's just a touch more stability in the Ciclone, but very close. So those half marathon, 10K, 5K, the cloud boom, marathon, the Nike. And finally, this is probably quite a pointless question because, like we just said, we established that every every shoe has its different like best feature and what it's best for. But if you had to take everything combined into one, yeah, what would rank first out of all the shoes we've covered? Just for every everything, I know that's kind of counterintuitive and it wouldn't really matter, but just for the sake of the video, really. Well, the thing is. You know what? A lot of people have gone Nike, but durability-wise, it's not cutting it. You can yep. see that. Yeah. So we're not having it. I'm sorry, it's not good enough, especially at 240 quid. That is a nightmare. So durability needs to get sorted on that. Um, so you, you, we, we, we just can't have it. We can't have it. Because um, we've got to be price conscious as well, because we're buying one shoe to do everything. Um, so... Um, the on is too light to do everything. So again, it comes down to these three, the, the, um, the New Balance, the Sukorni, and the, um, the books. Um, gosh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to go with uh, the Sukorni, purely for yep. all use. It is very specific, and, we'll, and probably then, if, it, if it's for all their own use, I'm not, I'm not worn it, but the speed you've got, because if you're going to do a bit of training it as well, um, it's going to be a bit, a bit more balanced, isn't it? Yep. So, you know, it's good for durability. You've got that nice soft ride, you've got the springy ride, you've got your, your carbon part, you've got your plate in there. So all round it will go that one, purely because nice balance of durability and overall fit and feel so if you have to buy sorry go on i was gonna say if you had to buy one super shoe for like an all-around sort of thing it'd be the Sacconi endorphin prep i think so right now yeah. yeah yeah personally that's probably it but um like i say it, it, it depends what you like if what you like what slightly firmer and feel the books slightly softer the new balance yeah <laughs> sits in the middle you know any questions find them below and uh, we'll see you next time guys yeah thanks for watching guys